What's up, peeps? I'm back. Thank you for joining us with the AEW Insider. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benz. We have another extra-large episode tonight. We got a lot to cover. I got tons of wrestling news, gossip, things that came out, what have you. And, of course, we have to cover tomorrow's WWE pay-per-view stomping grounds. But first off, my friends, we had another death in our wrestling brotherhood. It was none other than Adrian Lionheart McCullum. He was the British world champ. Before he killed himself, he left a chilling post on Twitter. It did state, One day you will eat your last meal. You will smell your last flower. You will hug your friend for the last time. You might not know it's the last time. That's why you must do everything you love with passion. Sad, man. I mean, the guy was only 36 years old. That's how old my father was when he died. My father was an alcoholic, though. This guy was in shape, world champ, all that. But everybody has their own demons, so who knows what was bothering him. But Godspeed, man. I wish you the best. Uh, that was actually a direct quote from a Ricky Gervais show on uh, Netflix called Afterlife. Um, it was a damn good quote, though. I might use that if I ever just Never mind. But you know what I mean. But seriously, all jokes aside, man. Uh, Godspeed, man. That's rough. That's rough. Because, I mean, I was raised Catholic. Catholic. I don't mean to turn this into this. We'll get right back to wrestling. But I was raised Catholic. But when we were younger, we were forced. You didn't get to pick your religion. You were forced to do years of this stuff. You know, especially Jewish people, what they have to go through and what they have to remember, yada, yada. So I was forced into being Catholic. And when you get over, you just, your eyes are open if you want them to be. So, I mean, I just know that even though I don't believe in it that much anymore, some things are still instilled with me. And if you do take your own life, you do die. I mean, you don't, I'm not going to say die. You do go to hell if there is a hell or there's hellfire or whatever so i'm hoping that's not true for him and i hope you know whatever you were missing in life man you found on the other side so when you know just rip man rip adrian lionheart mccullough man best of luck bro and on the in the on the other side okay this show is it always has been AEW news so you know let's get to that first and then we'll get on to the pay-per-view at the end I also got thoughts on the new child's play movie my daughter and I went to go see it Thursday night and that's some news about the new Bill and Ted movie that's right it is coming out so if you're just here for the wrestling stuff <clears throat> excuse me that's fine I'll save the movie stuff until the end of the episode and I'll give you fair warning all right, now on the AEW news. Now, this is just a rumor I heard. Uh, I heard it this morning, so take it as that. But from what I hear, AEW wants to sign Impact's huge tag team, LAX. LAX is really, really awesome. If you guys don't know who they are, you must be living under a rock. And if you haven't seen them, you definitely need to. you got to see them live. Uh, I don't know if you know if their contracts are coming up soon or something like that, but it's hot off the rumor mill. My daughter and I seen them last year at House of Glories uh, High Intensity 7. We're going this August for 8, which I already stated, or I will state. Uh, and those guys are dope, man. you got to see them live. All right, well, here I am stating it. Speaking of House of Glory, we officially have got our House of Glory High Intensity to the eight tickets. It is uh, August 9th in Jamaica, New York. Last year we went there when my daughter got to meet Enzo. I literally got to meet Timmy Callahan. He was just at a table. I literally just got to walk up to him. I bullshitted with him. And I don't mean to throw salt in your game, Sammy, because Sammy, they like his character, you know what he is, blah, blah, blah. But he was the nicest freaking guy, and he didn't even charge me for a picture. I had to beg him to buy a piece of his merchandise because I felt bad for him not charging me. But that's how fucking awesome the draw is. 
and I'm hoping he's there this year. You don't know, though. But we will be at High Intensity 8. I got a new gimbal and all that for my camera, so we'll have footage and all that. It's going to be dope. Uh, I might meet the Young Bucks or not. Like, I posted on Twitter that, uh, what you call it, that will be the Young Bucks' last appearance, or maybe their last appearance before they start TV. I think they'll do one more or two, but they are there. They're charging 70 bucks, which isn't bad because there is two of them, and I do have their Funko Pops. I already have their one set autograph, so I'm really thinking about taking the other set there to get autographed by them. I had posted that we bought tickets and a whole pop dilemma and all that on Twitter, and Matt Jackson himself of the Young Bucks' official Twitter account showed the post love, so that's good looking, bro. All right, uh, Jungle Boy did an in-depth interview with guess who? That's right, none other than the guy I always talk about, Chris Van Vliet. He's killing it. You got to watch him on YouTube. I'm super jelly. Uh, anyway, maybe it's because of his age or what have you, but Jungle Boy is an open book. He talks about his hair, his father, Lou Perry, a 90210 fame, who passed, you know, not too long ago, and more. As always, definitely check out Chris Van Vliet on YouTube if you want to see in-depth, awesome wrestling interviews. Uh, this week's episode of Road to Fighter Fest on YouTube was the bomb. Uh, my favorite part is that they highlighted the tag team private party at the end. Those two kids are effing awesome. They have so much talent. Once again, we've seen them last year for the first time in House of Glories High Intensity 7, and they take the house down. Um, I'm not a fan of it, but if you're a fan of Carmella's like Dan R. Truth's the old dance break they used to do, they stole that from Private Party. Private Party does it right. These dudes are like the Hardy Boys with the movie they do in a ring and in the middle of it they'll literally have a dance break and doing a party but they do moves like in the match and it goes with it so if you see them don't think they rob uh, excuse me truth and carmella because it's the other way around but definitely check out this week's episode of fighter fest on aew's youtube channel and cody rhodes channel the nightmare family uh, Chris Jericho announced that AEW offers health insurance and dental to its employees. To me, that was a given because of the cons with the Jaguars, what have you. But in reality, that is a huge step for wrestling and wrestlers. Let's hope all other promotions follow suit soon or they are forced to. Good shit once again, AEW. He also stated that Sunday's Stomping Grounds World Championship match between Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin is exactly what's wrong with the WWE. Ooh, he is right, though. As we know, StarCast 2 takes place in Chicago for All Out. Uh, that's where Pro Wrestling T's headquarters is. Last year, they had CM Punk do a huge signing there. And this year, their guest star, no other than Cody and Brandy Rhodes. I met them at Ring of Honor last summer. We went to go see a show in New York at the Hammerstein Ballroom, which is amazing. And they're so, so awesome, seriously. So definitely grab your meet-and-greet tickets and, and for those two while you can. Uh, also, it came out that AEW did try to work with New Japan Pro Wrestling in the past, but they were rejected. Now they're doing the same thing by not letting John Moxley be at the opener for G1, which is in Dallas next month in the States. It is a big mistake on NJ, uh, excuse me, New Japan Pro Wrestling's part, and they better start kissing ass now. I think all promotions should start kissing ass now. Now down to the new Kings and Town Boys, AEW for life. Uh, AEW star, my dog, Scorpio Sky, won NWA's TV title. From what I've seen, he looked like he beat the AEW's uh, librarian, Peter Avalon, for it. But congrats to you, Scorpio, man. You're the man, for real. 
Uh, also, and I hope I said Scorpio Sky, not Too Cold Scorpio. It's from, uh, excuse me, um, SEU, Scorpio Sky. He's the new NWA TV champ. Check it out on uh, Wrestling from Hollywood, Hollywood Champion Wrestling. Uh, also, for months now, we have known that AEW will start on TNT on Tuesday nights this fall. They filed a trademark for Tuesday Night Dynamite eons ago. Well, on June 18th, they filed, an, filed another trademark, and this time it was Wednesday Night Dynamite. So it looked like they might be on Wednesday night instead. It does not matter to me. Just get it the fuck on TV already, you know what I mean? All right, now on to WWE news. This is what this show is mainly about. Well, not even really, but it is about because we got to do the predictions for Stomping Grounds. First and foremost, uh, let's get on to some uh, Stomping Grounds news. Brad Shepard reported, and it was on Bodyslam.net, that according to a source in WWE, Stomping Grounds is the lowest sale for any special event, a.k.a. pay-per-view, since Starcade in November 2018. The f- source further elaborated that there has been a total lack of planning behind the scenes going into Stomping Ground, even noting, noting employees were getting yelled at. They asked if I knew how bad you would have to fuck up for our pay-per-view ticket sales to be this low. Now that's somebody in WWE who has a role there, and they're getting blamed for the sales being this low, saying how bad do you have to fuck up for that, which is insane. Uh, the person, uh, Brad, asked the same person, the same source, what the company felt was the cause for the low ticket sales for stomping grounds. And he was told they believe it's due to lack of proper build because of Super Showdown and fans saving to make the trip for Canada for SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver. That I agree with. My daughter's so sad. She keeps saying, we're not going to New York in August for SummerSlam. And I said we went to you know New York in April for WrestleMania. But she's right. We were there for the last four SummerSlams there. It's things that it's not going to be there this year, but that's how it goes. But that's what they're saying. That could be some of the reason why the sales, you know, enthusiasm is so low. Uh, the source who works for WWE also reported that producers slash agents wanted this weekend to provide a clean slate. And he's also told there's been a lot of AEW chatter since Double or Nothing among the superstars. So good, good stuff going into this pay-per-view. So now let's get to the predictions of Stomping Ground. Alright, the Universal Title Match. Baron Corbin, Corbin versus Seth Rollins. Super young. I like Baron Corbin. A lot of people don't. I actually do. I think he's a hell of a heel. Do I want to see him in a WWE Champion or in a match? No, not yet. Uh, Cor- in this match, Corbin does get to pick himself a guest referee. So, of course, whoever he picks is going to help him win that belt, right? Uh, rumors are running wild of who it's going to be. The number one pick they're thinking it's going to be Becky Lynch. Like, to turn Becky versus Seth, you know, put him in a crazy situation, yada, yada. So, we'll see about that. Even if it wasn't it, with all the talk, I think it might be it. It would be insane. But I'm pretty sure I also heard a rumor. I don't know it's true, but it said it was going to be somebody that Seth retired. I don't know if that's true or not. But if so, then the only person I can think of is Sting. So I don't know. But uh, and the only read the guest referee is the only reason why I even give two shits about this match, to be honest. But my pick, the one, of course, is Seth Rollins. Uh, after that, we have WWE Championship match. Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler, my dog. Even though I know he won't win, I gotta always go with my boy Dolph Ziggler, baby! But it's not Kofi's time to lose yet. And they're saying he's gonna lose to Shane McMahon, so who knows. But I'm glad my boy Dolph's back. 
Uh, we got Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Everybody knows I can't stand Roman Reigns, the character, and how Vince was trying to shove him down our throat for years, yada, yada. I can't stand the dude. I mean, him regular, I mean, just him who he is, he's a good dude, yada, yada. But his character, his gimmick, I hate. Uh, to me, this is Drew's night. He should have been champion by now. Drew has to win tonight, cheating or not. If he loses, I don't think he will be able to come back from it. Like, he's going to have to get dropped down a card. He's had too many big matches against Roman. He can't be Roman's whipping boy. So, I mean, come on. Uh, they, 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 they effed up originally on his first run by not being given him his title run. Everybody knows that Drew, before he was 3MB, which was ridiculous, but it did its thing. He was the chosen one by Vince McMahon. Drew McIntyre was handpicked by Vince McMahon to be WWE World Champion. And years later, they wound up firing him. So, they owe. And that guy's awesome. Don't do it again, Vince. I'm going with Drew McIntyre. Uh, Raw's Women Championship match is Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. I know Becky's going to win, but I'm going for Lacey Evans. If you don't know, I always go for the underdog, and I love a good heel. It's not Lacey's time, but I'm telling you, she's going to be an amazing champion, like Charlotte Flair level or better. The chick is a beast. Uh, I'm going with Lacey Evans. SmackDown's Women Championship. Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. I got to go with Bailey. I don't want to because Alexa Bliss will tear Bailey's head off any day. But Bliss was women's champion for way too long, way too many times the last few years. And I, and I think that this is when Sasha Banks is going to make her return. Bailey's going to win and uh, Sasha's going to come out or Sasha's going to help her win when some shady crap goes down with Nikki Cross. Uh, and then when they're in the ring helping each other and congratulating, Sasha's finally going to do a heel turn for her and go after that belt. And I think she's going to use the excuse that they lost the women's title at Mania. If not, I see a heel turn with Sasha Banks coming back tonight, but yet still, I pick Bailey as the winner. Now, this is the match I'm most excited for for the night. I think it could steal the show, and I think it's gonna. That's Samoa Joe versus Ricochet. Everybody knows I'm a huge Samoa Joe mark. I'm very, very excited about this match. Uh, and I know, I just gotta, I gotta go as if... It's just crazy, man. I got, I'm got i picking Ricochet because I think they're going to give it to Ricochet. when he They brought him up for the main roster because Vince requested it. Him and Alistair Black were kicking ass. I know Alistair needed time off for his, part of, part of his first part of his two-part honeymoon with Zelina Vega. So he did that. And Ricochet for a couple weeks, seriously, all I seen him was getting his ass whipped and losing. Now, Samoa Joe is amazing. We all know that. And it sucks because every time he gets the belt, they don't let him have it long. But literally, I got to go with Ricochet because I think it's... King Ricochet's time, and he's going to win it. So, Ricochet. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship. We have Daniel Bryan versus Heavy Machinery. I got to go with Daniel and Eric Rowan, of course. I got to go with Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Duh. Heavy Machinery, Heavy Machinery is great, but they're way too effing goofy and way too green in the main roster to get these belts yet. Vince should have never took them from NXT. He should have left them in the Viking experience in NXT for a while, like Triple H is making the others do, instead of doing a quick call-up. But this is a squash match. It's garbage, and Daniel Bryan and Rowan will retain the belts. Uh, after that, we do have the new... And I don't know if these two matches are the pre-show or not. I know probably the Raw Tag Team Championship, the Revival versus the Usos are. Uh, with that match, I got to go with the Revival. The Usos is one of the best tag teams, if not the best tag team in, in WWE right now. And uh, not in wrestling. In WWE right now. And they've been the champ once again way too many times. So the Revival is going to keep the belts. So they just got them back.
Uh, and I think that's going to be in a pre-show. And maybe this cruiserweight match, too. So we also have the cruiserweight match, which is Tony Nese versus Drew Gallick versus Akira uh, Tazawa. Uh, so glad that Tony Nese finally got a shot to be the champion. It was way long overdue. Tony Nese is an amazing athlete and a good worker, and they were shitting on him. I know he just won it at Mania, but I think his run as champion is very, very flat. When I see him on 2 Live and he's doing his promos, I just it bores me. And I'm sorry to say that, Tony, because I think you're fucking awesome. Um, he will win the match, but I'm going for Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak is one of the best, if not the best, in NXT right now and the main roster. Drew Gulak is fucking awesome, and they just keep shitting on that dude. So he deserves a proper title run in NXT, or he needs a call-up already. My pick, Drew Gulak. All right, and then we have the New Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Like I said, I love heels, and I'm going with Sammy and KO. The New Day is so effing boring to me. They could all be huge on their own, but they're holding each other back. And believe it or not, I think Xavier Star is the true break. Xavier Woods is the true breakout star in the New Day. I hope Kofi is title run. Uh, excuse me. I hope Kofi's title run is destroyed. That breaks the camel's back and splits the New Day up. I'm not a hater and all that. I love them. Blah blah blah. They're great, but it's so corny. It's like uh, John Cena always winning all of his matches. You know what's going to happen with the New Day? Yada yada. And literally. They're holding each other back by staying together. So I got to go with Sammy and KO, and hopefully it start doing a breakup with the New Day. I don't know. All right. As always, I give props to some of the places we get our information from, in online and in print. So some of our sources are Wrestling Observer, PW Insider, Fightful.com, WrestleTalk, Cultaholic, Sean's View, Ringside News, Pro Wrestling Sheet, WWFOldSchool.com, Bodyslam.net, those guys are amazing, and Sam Roberts, just to name a few. So we're going to take a break real quick. We're going to pay the bills. When we come back, I've got tons of WWE, not tons, but a lot of WWE news. So it's not just about the pay-per-view. These are the things that have been going on. I also have a little Impact news, a little NWA news, and a little Ring of Honor news. And then after we wrap that up, I'll take one more commercial. You guys can tune out if you're not in the movies. Like I said, we're going to cover Child's Play and Bill and Ted Part 3. So remember, check us out. It's the AEW Insider on all major social media platforms, Twitter, Join our book on a Facebook book and definitely hit me up for anything you want to hear, you don't want to hear, or just anything. Talk to me. All right, we'll be right back. It's the AEW Insider, and as always, it's Lee Pants. All right, peeps, we're back. This is the AEW Insider. Now, on to a bunch of WWE news. Uh, WWE.com released a video with Alexa Bliss and her very sick cousin named Vanessa. She has cancer very, very badly. She brought her backstage and a bunch of wrestlers said hi. And uh, she got to read Roman Reigns. And she was so hitting on him. It was very funny. And it was cool because everybody knows he's a cancer survivor also. And she really looks up to him. And it shows, and he shows that you can beat the cancer. So it was very, very cool. Check it out if you care to. Uh, WWE recently recycled a promo that John Moxley turned down. Anymore, not all the time. Once in a while I do it, but when I say John Moxley, I'm not going to always say Dean Ambrose. Because if you're a 
fan, or even if you're not, blah, 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 whatever, you should know who the hell John Moxley is. But John Moxley turned down, uh, he turned down a promo in WWE. It was the whole Roman Reigns cancer thing. And guess who did it recently? Elias did it on Raw. He pretty much did the same thing. It's very screwed up that they do, uh, excuse me, that they even did that. But it's even more screwed up to have over something like 25 fucking writers for the WWE. And they have to recycle old shit. Old bad shit at that. But their team of writers should be fucking brimming with material. Like, I don't get it. They need to fire most of their writers, hire Bully Ray Dudley from Busted Open Radio, and myself, and ratings will go through their effing roof. Let's hope Fox forces their hands this fall and we get some good shit back on WWE, a.k.a. SmackDown. Uh, Ex-WWE champ and Hall of Fame famer Edge did a sit-down with Inside the Robes. It was very good. He told a very funny story. Uh, he told a bunch of stories, but one standout is how Vince McMahon reacted to him slapping John Cena's father in the face in a skit they had to do years ago for a feud they were having. Uh, it, it, it's, it's great. Uh, this and more, and plus everything I talked to are on our pages. Check out the AEW Insider and AEW Insider on Facebook. WWFW fan group and uh, Jabber Jabber Wrestling Universe. Uh, also on Inside the Ropes, they had Goldust, Dustin Reynolds, Rhodes, and he did a sit-down interview and talked about the Hollywood backlight brawl that Goldust, he, and Roddy Roddy Piper had at WrestleMania. It is so fucking good. It's a must-see, so check those out on YouTube. Even though I reported that Sasha Banks talked to Vince, you know, they were supposed to be patching things up, yada, yada. Um, it still must be, you know, black bug behind the scenes of WWE. Um, because, like I said, I, even though I think she's going to appear tomorrow night on the pay-per-view, um, it's still got to be bad news behind the scene. Because AEW advertises online, of course. That's what made most of those guys independently huge. Uh, Sasha liked one of their things and retweeted it, actually. It was their promo for the upcoming Fighter Fest pay-per-view. So she not only loved it on Twitter, she actually, actually retweeted it for others to see. So I know Vince McMahon has to be, and WWE must be fucking livid over that. Oh, well, I love it. Uh, Bollywood actor star Ranveer Singh got an unofficial cease and desist from none other than Paul Heyman himself via Twitter. It was about Singh using his client's slogan, Eat, Sleep, Conquer, Repeat. Singh changed it a little bit, of course, but you could tell he stole it right from Brock. And he better heed the warning as serious before his ass is in court and that bank account is a tad bit lighter. Uh, there is more very, very, very sad news. It does not matter if you love her or you hate her. My daughter absolutely loves her, always has and always will. But Nikki Bella has officially been forced to retire from the, from the ring. And it's because she has a cyst on her brain. Like, holy shit, man, that's crazy. It's very, very sad, and we definitely wish you the best over here at AEW Insider and in our household, Nikki Bella. You guys did a lot for the Divas Division, you really did. And have a cyst period, never mind, on your fucking brain is insane. Best wishes. It has also come to light that the stupid WWE brand split will soon be over. Do not think they want it to be, but they will be when they start Friday nights on Fox this fall. Fox is going to just want, do not want part of the roster when they can have all of it. I think this Fox move is going to help them in a major way. I pray it does anyway. 
uh, Drake Maverick, 205's uh, manager, blah, 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 what have you, uh, and uh, 24-7 champion, got married over the weekend, and it was filmed. Matt Hardy's son, King Maxwell, stole his 24-7 title and was running around with it. It was real, real funny. Later on, out of nowhere, R-Truth shows up. He pinned Maverick in the aisle, in the aisle and took his title back. Uh, rumor is that R-Truth is the hard, hottest star, a.k.a. then going on all WWE platforms, which I think this is really good shit, Troop. Peeps don't know, but R-Truth is literally in his 50s. He might be in amazing shape, but my dog is getting up there in age, and him and Vince are really, really tight behind the scenes. I've seen a little promo for a live event that X-Impact at a live event, that it was at an NXT event, that X-Impact star Robbie E. posted. Robbie E. used to have the Jersey Shore gimmick, yada, yada. Now he's got his hair slicked, of course, but it's different. He's wearing glasses. He's wearing a suit. He was sitting there, like, maybe managing somebody or just acting like he was the man. He had a bunch of money in his hand. He looked like a manager or something like that. But like I said, he had glasses, had the suit on, a whole bunch of money in his hand, and was running his mouth. The clip was really too short to see the deal but i can't wait to see more of this gimmick what's up robbie e that's awesome you signed man he's awesome uh, Lars Sullivan was out of surgery, and he was up pretty much ASAP, but he will be out nine months to recover. Good for that piece of shit. It could not happen to a better racist. Uh, underused and a very, very good talent, if you ask me, Mojo Riley just re-signed a new multi-year deal with WWE. I guess he's like the Canellises. Hey, they don't want to use us. I was afraid I would have been gone, never mind offered a new contract, but these mofos are offering me a few mil to pretty much do nothing. I'm going to take my chances outside the WWE, where, excuse me, I'm not going to take my chances. Let me start over. That's what they're thinking to themselves, these guys. And like, Canalysis did the same thing. They weren't used. They barely used them. They were probably sitting there thinking they were going to get fired. WWE offers them a few mil to pretty much not use them. Why would they take their chances outside of WWE? And they just signed on a dotted line. And that's what I meant to say from their point of view, but I got caught up, yada, yada. But you get what I'm saying. And hey, it works for some. It doesn't work for others. But I'm not knocking either. Also, WWE knows that Mojo Riley and Patriot star Gronk Gronkowski are best friends. And Mojo already talked them into coming into wrestling for when he retires from the NX NFL. Uh, Bobby Fish got injured again. Damn, he's injury prone. He's getting up in age. He got hit in the face by Velveteen Dream and it just swelled right up at a live event. They've been doing uh, excuse me, uh, live events for Evolve this weekend or what have you. Um, but I hope he's all right, man. I'm telling you, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly is one of the top five greatest tag teams of all time. They used to be called Red Dragon. I hope he can stay healthy and get a proper good run in WWE, which he deserves. He and Adam Cole and a lot of NXT have been at live Evolve events, and it's been awesome. You gotta see the Adam Cole match against the dude from Evolve. I forget his name, but I've seen it online. It's so friggin' awesome. I wish WWE worked with promotions more like I always say. Alright, now on to Impact Wrestling. As you know, Dolph Ziggler is my favorite, and my other current favorite is Sammy Callahan, baby. Uh, he was wrestling also for Major League Wrestling, which I think is owned by Booker T. If not, Booker T is a part of it, blah, 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 something. But he was wrestling with Major League Wrestling, too. Anyway, Sammy had a winner leaves town match with Mace Warner. Sammy was supposed to lose, but they were going to have him back in July. But since he caused so much damage, they... They just let him go early and decided not to do business with him. But it just reported that 
Uh, excuse me. The reason that they did it was because of Jim Cornette. At that thing, he spit at Cornette. Cornette got up with his racket, didn't do anything. He sat his old racist ass back down because he knew. But come to find out behind the scenes, Cornette came up to Sammy Callahan. He tried to apologize to Sammy because family because Cornette is always just talking smack. He talked smack about Sammy and his family, I believe. Sammy declined, and he said that they can they want to went to the bury the hatchet and they can make a lot of money together. Sammy said, "Nah, go fuck yourself." He declined. So. And then he also spit in his face, as everybody knows. So what they did, MLW, instead was just let Sammy go for a while. So the shit between him and Cornette could cool down, which I think is crazy. But way to go is always Sammy. And to honor that, he had a new shirt made. It looks like the old Cactus Jack Wanted Dead or Alive shirt. It's yellow and black, and it says, Wanted Dead or Alive for $2,500 in building damage. I got to order that one and Bad Boy Joey Janela's new shirt. They're fucking awesome. They're on pro wrestling teams. Uh, well, CM Punk was annoyed with fans on Twitter asking him about wrestling on a constant. So he tweeted the following. Since I can't have fun and tweet about movies or baseball without you telling me about wrestling, uh, question for you. Why do you, would you spend your time doing something you hate? If it's so bad, leave it. I did. It works wonders. I look forward to the intelligent discourse. And fans, you know, started tweeting back. So go check it out. CM Punk's official Twitter to see what went down. Uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver has a new venue or training center or both. I don't know. It's in Ohio. And Sammy Callahan showed up there to show it off. He gave it some Twitter love, so check it out. The venue looks beautiful. Uh, NWA Cole Cabana fought James Storm in an ROH match for Colt's NWA title. At the end, the Briscoes came out and jumped him. NWA current champion Nick Aldis came out for the save. So you know it's going to be Colt and Nick versus Briscoes at the upcoming ROH Best in the World pay-per-view. Uh, NWA rules, seriously. Billy Corgan, please keep it going and please keep the up the amazing work you guys have all been doing over there. It's been fucking awesome. Uh, Ex-WWE Tag Champion Kaz XL, a.k.a. Big Kaz, is at DDP's house. You know, DDP helps a lot of people who want to get in shape. Uh, old has-beens or old wrestlers who got drug problems, what have you. He's over there getting some of that DDP yoga, some of that DDP knowledge, and some of that DDP sobriety. He's getting in shape, and I guess he's curbing his drug habit. Uh, XWWE superstar Mark Miro is actually there with them training. I wish them all the blessed, man, and God bless you, DDP, for real. You're the beacon of hope for these guys to get them on the right, path, right, right track back in life, man, if they're willing to. I posted a great match in our group and on our page. It is a classic. It was in Japan. It was an old match. It was Lionheart Chris Jericho versus the Canadian crippler Chris Benoit. It is fucking amazing. And you peeps must peep it. Yes, I am in the Benoit did not do it boot camp. I don't think he did. Do a little research. You can listen and see the interviews with his best friend at the time, Chavo Guerrero, who was very close to him. Chavo states, man, they were on the phone together when it sounded like somebody broke into Benoit's house. Uh, it's crazy. And then he died, you know, hours later with the family. Benoit was also reporting that he was being followed around for days before. People think when Benoit got home, his kids were already dead. But it's the autopsy said. But who knows? But I just hope the truth comes to light one day. But definitely check out. Put all that aside if you can. And check out that amazing classic match between Lionheart and Chris Jericho over in Japan. It's on the AEW Insider on Twitter and, and the AEW Insider group on Facebook. 
Uh, now on to a little bit of ROH news, Ring of Honor. Marty Skull is still looking for his newest member of Villain Enterprises. Right now it's him, Brody, and uh, PCU, who's my dog. Uh, they they seen bad boy Joey Janela outside, so they went up to him, they hit him up, and they said, hey man, we want you to be part of Villain Enterprises. Joey Janela said, I would love to, that would be awesome, but don't you know I'm with AEW? And he turned around, smoking a cigarette. Marty Skrull looked at Brody and said, what the fuck is AEW? Which is hilarious, because we know that soon as Marty's contract is up with Ring of Honor, he is going right back to his ex-Bullet Club members and Elite members, right into AEW, baby. And CM Punk liked that and chimed in again and retweeted it with the quote, that's exactly what I ask myself every, one, so, every time someone tweets me about what the fuck is AEW, which is fucked up. Also, kudos and congrats to the villain, Marty Skull, for winning the WSWW heavyweight title. Way to go, champ. All right, man. Told you it was a big show. It's big for me anyway, bigger than I used to do. Uh, like I said, I'm looking for a female co-host. If you have a lot of wrestling knowledge, let me know. It doesn't matter what you are. This show could be ten times better if I had a lot of people to bounce off of. Another person to bounce off of, off of instead of just giving my own personal opinions, you know? Uh, definitely check us out on all social media. Check out our partners. It is Jabber Jabber Wrestling Universe. My boy Tooth and his boys do a great, great show. They're more WWE check them out on YouTube they're doing the live events of live of uh, excuse me Facebook lives and YouTubes um, once a week now and all that so check out Jabber Jabber Wrestling Universe definitely please if you have any questions you want to talk you have any complaints whatever message me on Twitter at the AEW Insider or you can join our group on Facebook and just talk to me directly so definitely hit up the AEW Insider on Facebook and the WFW fan group uh, I'm going to take a break real quick and I'm going to come back with some movie news if you guys are into that, definitely tune back in. If not, thank you so, so much, guys, for tuning in. Like I said, you guys are doing awesome. The podcast is doing awesome. I couldn't be more happy. All right, so if you guys are tuning out, I will see you next week. If not, I'll be right back. But thank you for all the love and support. Again, it's the AEW Insider. All right, peace. We're back. AEW Insider with this week's wrestling news. Uh, Thursday night for the premiere, I took my daughter to see the new Child's Play. Uh, we're going to see Toy Story either tomorrow or sometime this week, part four. I'll let you know about that if you want to know. Uh, to us, the new Child's Play was awesome. I mean, a lot a lot of people are saying it sucked. They hated it. We thought it was going to. Well, I thought it was going to suck. Um, I did this review online so you could check it out. If not, I'll read it to you. Um, and it's not any major spoilers. I'm not going to tell you the ending or anything like that. But I am going to touch on some things that made me really like this film compared to the first one. It's not better than the, than the original Child's Play. I don't think it's trying to be. But it's not bad at all. It's a good update of it, for real. First off, Chucky's face. In still pictures and trailers, it looks crazy. It looks like crap. People hated it. It really didn't ever bother me, but I can hear where you're coming from. But when you watch the movie, literally, it's fine. And it goes along with things he does and how he acts. And it does a lot more, so it's awesome. Also, like the things Chucky could do, they didn't even touch the scratch the surface of really in the trailer. That thing is for this modern day and age, and he's fucking awesome. I also like how they really took time to build the relationship between Andy and Chucky. You know, in the old child's play, he gets it for his birthday, whatever, yada yada. Like, they're cool real quick, but then Chucky, I mean, Chucky just starts fucking people up and killing them. And this one, they take a little bit of time to literally show you their relationship building and their bond. And it really, really helps with the movie. I thought it was good. They don't overkill it, and it's great. 
And also, in my opinion, Chucky is the man. He's your ride-or-die best friend. Chucky is one thorough motherfucker. All he knows is what he hears, see, and he is told, and he will have your back to the end. Heidi-ho. Anyway, we liked it a lot in this household. It was good shit. Real quick, just some Bill and Ted news. Bill and Ted 3 is finally here. Uh, it's on its way. and they, I mean, not here. I'm sorry. It's on its way. And they actually just cast the villain of the film, which I forget his name. I should have them for saying it, but I just do this in real quick. It was nobody I knew, but he is on a couple shows. I think he's a foreign actor. And they actually cast their daughters. Yes, Bill and Ted actually reproduced. Uh, the daughters of Bill and Ted are supposed to help them save the world in this one. Fucking wild stallions are backed, and I am pumped. I love me some Bill and Ted. Kudos for Keanu for coming back to do it. I mean, he must love it or he would not. You see, peeps, I'm just saying, for example, like in bands and groups or movies, what have you. Like Justin Timberlake, for example. I mean, who would want to go back to NSYNC? But you could throw your boys a fucking vote and go on a big tour with them so they can all make some money to retire, you know what I mean? But he's too good for that. But not my boy Keanu. He's back. Good shit, bro. But uh, yeah, guys, that's it. It's the AEW Insider. This is Lee Benz. I will be back next week with any breaking news, what have you. Actually, I'm going to be back sooner next week because I think I'm going to give the, uh, yeah, the results. So I'll give the results for the pay-per-view tomorrow night. All right, so I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Definitely join us in the AEW Insider on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, what have you. As always, it's Lee Benz. This is the AEW Insider. And we'll be back. Peace.